Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. You've got to love the Acts of the Apostles. I hope that you take time in this Easter season as we walk towards Pentecost to read the, the Acts of the Apostles from beginning to end because they are showing what happens when this infusion of the Holy Spirit takes place in their hearts in such a way that they are fully transformed in the middle of the worst difficulties in the middle of persecution, in the middle of imprisonment and torture and beatings, they continue returning to the marketplace, unable to be quiet because God has raised Jesus from the dead. God the Father promised that Jesus delivered it and now the Holy Spirit indwells in anyone who will beg for that. So let us be in that spirit of begging for the Holy Spirit to indwell in our hearts as we walk towards Pentecost. And reading the Acts of the Apostles is very encouraging in these crazy times that we can see around us when there are political crazy things, economic things, health-related things that just can create so much fear. The Acts of the Apostles give gives us such hope. We find the court officers brought yesterday, the Apostles, and they make them stand in front of the authorities of the time. This would be very impressive. This is a court of law, of politics, a religious court. And these are the descendants of Moses. And very difficult to to stand there knowing that they have been imprisoned already. And they've been warned. And yet, look at their words. When the high priests say, We gave you orders, strict orders. Did we not? To stop teaching in that name. They don't even say the name of Jesus. They can feel the power of that name. Because in the chapters before, the apostles have been saying, we are preaching and curing in the name of Jesus. They even don't want to say it. Yet you fill Jerusalem, they say, with your teaching and want to bring this man's blood upon us. How is it? They kill them and yet... They're trying to find political ways to get out of that responsibility. But the apostles are not shy, are they? Peter and the apostles say, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus, though you had him killed by hanging him on a tree. They've said that now several times to the different authority figures. They've reminded them, you killed them. We are here because of the man you killed that God exalted. And he is the leader and the savior that has come, they repeat, to grant Israel repentance and forgiveness of sins. They are inviting them to let the veil fall from their eyes. Today, there are many Messianic Jews that believe in Jesus and proclaim him as king of kings as well that they proclaim him as the fulfillment of the promises of old. But there are still many Jews that have to have their eyes unveiled. And these are the apostles themselves. These are Jews themselves that are proclaiming that Jesus, a Jew, 
is the Messiah, that all the signs, miracles, and wonders have pointed to Jesus as being the fulfillment of every letter of the Scripture of Old Testament. And Peter says, we are witnesses of these things, as is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. And the chapter 3 of John that we continue reading on today, as we did yesterday, reminds us that there is a distinction for those that are acting from an earthly perspective and those that are acting from a heavenly perspective, and that it is our job to testify to God's perspective on earth. Whoever does accept this testimony certifies that God is trustworthy. The Father loves the Son and has given everything over to Him. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever disobeys the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God remains upon Him. We see the wrath, the wrath of the chief priests when they cannot quiet Peter and the apostles. The end of these verses for today says they became infuriated infuriated and they wanted to put them to death the contrast here is clear the chief priests want us whatever the chief priests of today they are that we acquiesce maybe it is our reputation maybe it is that we don't want to be different from those around us and we want to get quiet when a situation arises maybe at work that we know is unfair or unjust where we have to speak up and we don't because we feel afraid and we find ourselves acquiescing and saying yes to our kids to things that they might want to do that we know are not good for them but we don't want to get into a fight we don't want to be the parents that are the different ones and we tell ourselves you know well we we got to go with it with the flow everybody else is doing it so why shouldn't we let our kids go do that we know better if god has said that certain things shouldn't be done then we cannot judge our decisions we cannot make our decisions based on what the world is wanting or reputation or our comfort or our ease or what everyone else is doing because god is clear he wants the holy spirit to indwell in us and the Holy Spirit will guide us. It isn't that it's easy, but God will hear the cry of the poor. He will hear our cry. We're back on Psalm 34 as we were yesterday. First, approaching the throne by praising God and giving him thanksgiving because he lets us taste the goodness of his presence and he blesses us with that. With that. Then we hear in this psalm something important. It is the Lord who is going to confront the evildoers. It is the Lord who is going to destroy their remembrance on earth. We cry out to the Lord and the Lord fights our battles. We just have to remain in his presence. And that doesn't mean that sometimes we're not going to have to speak about it. That we're not going to have to have our hearts broken because we are pushed out of the center of um, situations where we might have had reputation that all of a sudden is not popular because we're saying guys we cannot do that my daughters were telling me yesterday in their uh, class somebody was questioning why um, why women are not priests and there was a woman who has been posting a, a young girl who has been posting things about 
satanic uh, groups should should have the same the same freedoms as any other groups. And several of the girls were were conversing with her online, saying these satanic groups have many practices that are even illegal, from killing animals to uh, doing sacrifices of different things that are not good. And the girl was posting all these things online that that um, were very, they were, were very dramatic. And in the class yesterday, she was saying, well, I'm not Catholic, you know, I'm not anything, but uh, why should these um, uh, rules still exist? Why sh cannot women uh, be priests? And the conversation went in in beautiful ways. Several of the girls were standing up and telling their beliefs. If Jesus had wanted women in the priesthood, he who is God would have chosen them. And instead, he chose to have deep friendships with women. He appointed them as the stronghold for faith at the foot of the cross, giving them his presence and his friendship and his command to spread the good news as well. They were there at all the important parts and they hold the heart of the church. We hold the heart of the church and we have an important role and an important presence. That doesn't mean we are less because we're not at the altar consecrating. If Jesus wanted that, he would have he would have instituted it that way. And yet Mary is the woman at the foot of the cross that carries salvation through those dark days and Jesus comes into the world through a woman we have a very special place Mary becomes the new tabernacle of the new covenant as the old tabernacle was taken through the desert it is Mary who brings us Jesus and takes us now through the deserts of today's life and world so I found my girls as part of a group that was standing up for things that are worthwhile but to the detriment of others around them who were saying oh my goodness I couldn't believe that you believe that or that you would even uh, defend that position because that is marginalizing women in today's ling lingo we can make words like marginalization higher than what God wants just like in the story of the high priests that are saying be quiet And the apostles are saying, no, we have to follow the law of God and what God is planting in our hearts. And so we come to the to the psalm today knowing that God is fighting our battles for us and that God is wanting us to take a stand like those women and men of Jesus' time and after Jesus' death who brought forth the faith so that today we can have that witness transferred to us and now it is our turn to be witnesses so let us go to the throne and tell our father father in heaven make us witnesses of the truth we praise you you are adonai you are a jehovah shalom the god of peace our peace comes from you you are our peace father and we claim it today because jesus as he appears to the apostles says peace be with you May that peace beyond all understanding be ours. We receive the gift that it is, Father, so that in the midst of the difficulties that we have, we can express 
to you, Father, with thanksgiving that we are here as witnesses to your Son. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.